I chatted with Brian Seabrooks, a graduate of the bachelor's program in MSNE. Brian shares with us his journey from being a physics major to MSNE and shares his passion for creating tangible impact in the world. Brian also shares stories about his time at Stanford and offers advice to future MSNE students. To start out, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Brian Seabrooks. Um, I'm about to graduate from Stanford from the MSNE department, and um, I'm from this um, town called Fairfield, California, which is um, kind of right on the edge of the Bay Area between uh, San Francisco and Sacramento. So, How did you become interested in engineering? Oh, so um, I think, well, I actually came into Stanford as a physics major, and um, I had a very poor conception of what like, the scope of majors in college were like and physics was just kind of my favorite class in high school. And um, I figured I would, I would study that. But I, I had no idea, like I, I didn't really want to be a scientist and I had no idea what I would really do with physics. Um, so I mean, like I think freshman, um, freshman fall quarter, um, I like quickly transitioned away from, from wanting to do physics. And I mean, it's a super interesting subject, but um, I realized that like what I wanted to do was have like to do do something that's more tangible um less of like a theoretical exercise and something that would like allow me to go and uh, do something in the world um in in just a hands-on way afterward and um I think that getting into Stanford there was just like a lot of engineering buzz um I, I think I, I remember hearing this this idea like oh like you're at Stanford University like like the um the most exceptional thing about Stanford University is um is its engineering um, programs. And, you know, like, I don't think that that was the reason that I chose to, to, to really get into engineering um, because I, I think I had already been leaning towards it before. And I, um, I at the same time, I was interested in, in a few other degrees like, um, like econ, um, MCS, which I guess is, is very, very similar to, to engineering and, and, then, and then math as well. But I, I kind of figured that like specifically MSNE would just allow me to get a lot of flexibility and take courses um, across a lot of different areas. And, and so, and I've, I've been pretty happy with it, but um, I guess to summarize, I think that engineering is um, in a very real way preparing students to, to go out and do things in the world. And that's uh, kind of what I, what I um, want and hope for, um, for myself. So, so yeah, it was, um, I'm very happy with the decision. Very happy with the decision. That's interesting to come into it later. Were you always interested in the more like hard science things you mentioned enjoying physics the most in high school. Can you trace that back like farther in your life? I mean, I, I remember in high school, I really liked that math could be used to like describe just physical reality. And I guess um, a lot of what was interesting to me about MSNE is that they were using um, just, because I've also kind of tended towards the more quantitative side of, of MSNE. And I thought it was really interesting that they were using math to describe like social phenomena or describe things, things going on in the economy things going on within like an individual company. Um, and I, I, I just thought that, that was very interesting, but um, I, I think you're right. I have leaned more towards, um, I guess, hard, I, def definitely not just hard sciences, but like um, quantitative oriented things. Um, and even like seeing myself kind of move forward in my life, like I, I think I'll probably continue to, um, to lean towards quant quantitative focused things. Um, like I, I have no immediate plans for it for graduate school, but um, if I were to do um, graduate school, I, th I think that I'd, I'd want to um, explore explore a subject still within engineering, potentially like um, like statistics or or um, a particular branch of mathematics or perhaps like computer science. Um, but I I prefer the engineering side of things a little bit just because I think it 
that keeps the problem more grounded to the point where this the solution really needs to to to, to be a solution and um and there there is a little bit less wiggle room i feel than than in some in some things where it doesn't have quite as much of a quantitative grounding so so yeah all, all that stuff kind of attracted me to, to mostly can you tell me a little bit more about your area of concentration like what sorts of things do you work on yeah of course of course so um i actually um at one point i thought i was going to do the um the coach room in mostly and so so i just inadvertently did a few courses that expanded my areas of concentration so i, I think um, I've done the, fi like the finance and decision concentration in terms of like doing four courses within that, that area and also the operations and analytics one. And so um, the finance and decision portion, I think that that kind of um, fulfilled what I was interested in with, within like economics. Um, because like I, 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 took, um, I took a few econ courses at Stanford and I, I really liked all of them. Um, but what I kind of found is I was a little bit more interested in like the methods within economics than um, than some of the the more theoretical courses, and um, I think that the MSN like finance and decision track focuses a lot on on like methods and that would um, like quantitative methods that you can apply to to many subjects um, with within economics, and so, um, so so yeah that that's kind of the basis for the finance and decision track. I um, well I, I guess we'll we'll talk about career ambitions later on. But I, I do think that um, having having some of that knowledge will be really useful to me just going forward um, in, um, in in my life or in my career. And um, yeah, it's, it's also it's also just interesting stuff. At the time I decided to do that, I was kind of just interested in like investing my own money. And I, I, re I realized that the, the skill set gained from that is a little bit more well suited to um, to working in finance and with, within like a um, a company or, or working in like the finance industry but but still i think i think it's it's really um really valuable stuff just to know if, if you're ever going to be in a, in a position where you're having to make financial decisions either for for yourself or for an organization and so so yeah um in, enjoyed those classes um and i i really enjoyed them particularly because um some of them just prepared you to do tangible things it's like oh if you ever need to perform this activity this is just how you do it. And I thought that that was a very useful way to look at things. Um, like for, I'm thinking of, um, of like this decision analysis class in particular. Like I, I just thought that it was so applicable to, um, to so many things that I might like want to do one day. And so, um, so yeah, that was the basis for the finance and decision track. And then operations and analytics, um, I think that kind of stems from, from me, again, wanting to lean more towards the the quantitative um, quantitative side of the major, and um, I feel like um, a lot of that stuff is um, is stuff that you can really apply in almost any domain that you might end up in. Just just because it's 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 data science, and I feel like most situations I could find myself in professionally going forward would be able to leverage um, like a data science toolkit, and then um, for furthermore, like just just working with with different technologies, I think it's helpful to kind of just understand some of the principles behind some of how these things work. And, um, and yeah, again, kind of similar to how I feel about the, uh, the finance and decision track. I thought the operations and analytics track was very helpful in preparing me to do like tangible things. It's like, okay, if you ever need to run this analysis or you're working on some sort of analytics problem like this, these are the, these are the ways you can approach it. And, um, 
and yeah, I, I think it just it just gives students a lot of confidence that, that they can handle challenges in, in that area um, that they might face going forward. So I, I was really happy with, with both of them. Yeah, let's jump right into future plans. What are your career plans after Stanford and how did you decide on them? After Stanford, like directly after Stanford, I'm just working in consulting. So um, I'm working um, at the Boston Consulting Group in, uh, in New York. And I've sort of known that, that I'd be, um, be working there, or I guess I, I had an idea that I'd be working there since after my sophomore year, because I was able to do um, an internship there after my sophomore year. And um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty excited to, um, to be, I guess, just going, going into the professional world and um, I think BCG in particular, um, I, I looked at a few other jobs. I feel like for what I want to do with the BCG, MSN is just, just very useful um, towards, towards um, the sort of skill set that, um, that they'd require um, or, or that like, I'd hope to be able to leverage within the company. And um, I guess what initially guided, it toward, um, got, guided me towards it was um, I, knew, I knew that I was just really interested in business. I, well, I guess long, long term, like I, d I definitely do want to have my own business or at least, uh, at least take a, take a shot at launching my own business. Um, but I understood that that wasn't um, necessarily the best thing for me to um, to do straight after college. Um, both because I, I think that I, I have a lot of, a lot more things that I could learn. Also, I mean, I, I think that um, for me personally, and, and as well as um, for, for my family, I think it's important to, to get some stability to, um, to kind of, get some professional credentials and, um, you know, to, to have a little bit of money in the bank account before I go and, and, and try to do something which might be really risky. And so um, I, I, knew, I knew that I, I needed a job. And um, I, I suppose like startups were very appealing to me, but um, it just seemed to me that um, it would be a big bet to, to bet on like a, a particular startup and like a particular, I guess, job description because I had um, actually been very lucky to, to be able to talk to some people who, who were already working, some who had, who had graduated from, from MSNE. And a few had told me that, um, that like, I, I think this happens with a lot of jobs, that um, the job descriptions were not in line with like what they were actually doing. And um, that like, if they were working at smaller companies, a lot of what kind of determines their ability to, to develop and, and learn and, and continue to like expand their skill set was, was whether or not um, like management at the company, um, which which can like I guess if it's a startup, it can be you know somewhat chaotic and somewhat um, fast moving and, and hectic. But what, whether or not management decided to to clearly take an interest in your in your career development and in like you building out and expanding your skill set, and so um, I I was a little apprehensive to um, to jump straight into a startup just just for those reasons. Um, I I kind of wanted to do something where I knew that I would continue to to become to develop professionally and where I, I knew I knew that like if I wanted to expand a skill set in a certain area, that I guess those opportunities would be there. And so consulting seems seems like a pretty logical option in those regards. And um I also really like the idea of being able to work on multiple cases and um I guess over time like kind of navigate to, to areas that you like more and more with within the company. It just it just seemed to offer a lot of flexibility, and um, then I, I think particularly about uh, um, about BCG, I, I thought that it it kind of allowed me to to just leverage a lot of the um, the basic business training as well as like the quantitative training that the MSD gave me, and um, 
and I guess the, la the last reason is a little bit more simple. I, I just was interested in traveling. So yeah, and, and then I, I interned there, had a really positive experience interning there and, um, and decided that I wanted to go back and that there, um, I, well, I, I still, I still feel that, um, as jobs go, there's, there's no job that I'd prefer to have. And I, I think in terms of what I, what I hope to do later on, um, I think, I think it's the best preparation I can, I can, I can really get for that. So yeah, very, very happy that, uh, now I'm kind of going in that direction and, and that it worked out that way. That feels really well thought out. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it's, it's, it's been a little strange for me since I've had two, two years to think about it. Um, where I, I almost wish that I, I had done something different after my sophomore year and maybe applied to, to like consulting after my junior year. But, um, I guess them having the sophomore year internship was, was pretty tempting but yeah, it's 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 been something where like if if, if anything, I've probably overthought it just since since I, I've I've known about this um, for for a while at this point. But um, but yeah, I, I guess that's 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 also not a bad thing. It's it's, it's nice to be able to um to I, I guess really reflect on on what you want out of out of the experience. You mentioned earlier being able to do things like to have a tangible impact. Do you feel like you're going to get that opportunity right away? I mean, I, I really hope so. I really hope so. I guess. I, I can really speak to, I guess, to what I did during the internship and to, um, to, to just what I've, I've, I've heard about BCG and, and like what, what employees there have, have told me. Um, usually the, the, the projects, at least the, project, the, the projects that I, I worked on during the internship seem to kind of just have this dynamic of, of there being like a lot at stake where hopefully the deliverable that you're working towards is in some sense like important important to either the company or to the particular branch of the company that you're working for um and usually there will be like um, a tangible result that comes out of of the project whether or not it's um a company moving in a different direction or launching a new product or, or cha changing some sort of internal strategy and um with within consulting I, i've heard that it's it's kind of difficult to really see and measure the results of your work just because sometimes the um the the strategy that, that might be recommended might only be implemented like a, a year or two later or something you know sometimes sometimes um the company might just move on and, and forget about uh, about the work but um from what i did and from from like the people i talked to it seems that that's um not a common thing it seems that usually like if if, if you're deliberate about it you, you'll and, and and you try to find out you'll, you'll see that the work that was done was fair, fairly like influential or fairly helpful in shaping an actual action and um yeah so, so i definitely appreciate that aspect and i think particularly for the for the work that, that um i hope to do because it's, it's 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 a little strange because um there there are particular teams within bcg that like just do different different activities than, than other teams within bcg and and it's at coming coming into the company you don't have a um an idea with like certainty of, of where exactly you'll be working, but there there are some teams that are exclusively focused um, on advising companies about developing new products or um, or improving existing products, and that's something that like I, I I think that I'd really like, and so so that that particularly I, I think is 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 an area where you, where you could really have have this certainty that you're that you're doing things that that are going to have tangible results out in the world. Do you imagine you'll be consulting for mostly financial companies to fit with the finance and decision concentration, or maybe you don't know yet? I very well might, and like I, I, I think I should keep saying that. Like I, I, I have my my wants and wishes about the sort of things I work on, but um, it's not 
completely within my control. It has, has a little bit to do with um, just, just the work that the, the partners happen to sell and happens to be going on like while I'm there. But um, what I really hope to work on um, are technology cases. Um, I think like specifically, um, specifically things that just involve in, in, involve software and anything that involves like emerging technologies. So like, um, I think that would happen within the technology practice, um, like first and foremost, but also like I'm very interested in working in um, their industrial practice. They have um, a group called Industry 4.0, which is focused on um, on robotics and manufacturing and improving like um, factory processes. And so um, that that I think leverages some of like my technology interest. And then, I mean, you, you, you asked if I'd be working for financial companies. They do have, um, I, th I think that well, they, they definitely have a financial institutions practice where that's like consulting to um, banks or asset managers or something like that on on organizational issues and, and, and that sort of thing. And um, I'm not particularly interested in working in, in that practice, um, but there there's another practice called um, called like principal investors in private equity, and I think all that practice does is is they'll do like these due diligences um, when there's uh, like a a sovereign wealth fund or like some some like a pension fund or a private equity fund that's um, looking to pursue an investment, and then I think the um, the principal investors um, and private equity group at BCG just like I guess does market research um, before before this other organization would um, would make the investment and, and evaluates it on I guess uh, just more qualitative business metrics and um, it's not I, I've I've talked to a few people at the company about that sort of work and it's it's not finance work in the um, like most of my friends who who do finance they're they're concerned about like like capital structure and valuation and that sort of thing. And so, so these cases, um, they're not really concerned about things like capital structure, valuation, like financing. It's more, it's more concerned about like, oh, where is the market for this product heading? What, how, how is like the customer for, um, for this industry changing? And um, are there, you know, significant strategic risks to this company or to this industry moving forward? And it's stuff like that. And I, I happen to think that that's a, a little bit more interesting to me personally. And so, um, I don't want to rule out working in in like the the principal investors in private equity group, but um, right now like my two top choices for um, for where I work like within BCG are like within their technology practice and um, within the industrials practice, and I think particularly the industrials practice because because that one is the one where you get a chance to work on on things that in, involve like just emerging things within the industrials industry, um, so, so things like smarter factories. Uh, like having um, connected devices in factories, robotics, and um, like improving in, improving manufacturing processes. I think I think that's that's really interesting. And there's also um, just kind of less people trying to do that at that at this point. And um, I think it would be like a really a really cool um, skill set to, to to try to build out. Given that there, there's I mean there's so many people from Stanford who who who, uh, who graduate. And you know they they know every everything about software. They know everything about AI. And I feel like this uh, industrial sector um, and improving like the um, improving kind of more historic industries like automotive or or um, manufacturing or infrastructure is kind of like an underlooked area for um, for for some Stanford students. Bringing it back to the present moment, we've been in the COVID nineteen pandemic for over a year now. What was your experience of finishing your Stanford degree under those circumstances? You know, I, I can't say that it's been ideal, but it also hasn't been um, hasn't been horrible. I actually um, 
at the beginning of the pandemic back in like um March of last year or April of last year, I just being, you know, fairly naive and not a public health expert thought that a uh, spring quarter would like be the only quarter of online instruction. And um, so because I kind of thought that, that 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 would just be like a one-off quarter and we'd be back in the autumn, I decided to take that quarter off and um, and just focus on some personal projects. And I was actually kind of happy to, to be able to do that. Like I, uh, well, I, I was really, really trying to trying to practice and improve my Spanish. And I, I was, you know, pretty, pretty successful in doing that. And I was trying to do some more reading. And so spring quarter for, for me, like was, uh, I, I'm, I'm ultimately glad that I, I didn't take classes during that time because I guess like, a year ago this time it was just, it was just so, so stressful um but um then fall, fall fall quarter i thought that the classes um a lot a lot of the, the the classes that i was in i had taken um taken previous classes with the same professors and so um i was a little bit more used to like their teaching style just like how the how the classes would work and so it was somewhat uh straightforward to transition to just taking the classes online and um I think that the MSNU was, or probably other majors too, um, but I, I think that the department was particularly well suited to handle like that sort of a uh, that sort of challenge, just because a lot of the things that they were doing before the pandemic were already really leveraging what you could do online. Like like um, I, th I think that there there were already Zoom office hours for some for some classes, and there were already um, you know like up uploaded recordings of lectures and and that sort of thing. So. Um, I mean, I did find that um, motivation was kind of harder to come by and had to come more just just from from yourself and you know internally. So I think that when you're when you're on campus and, and everybody like like all, all your friends are, are you know in classes and and are, are working hard, like it's a little easier to um, to find to find that motivation yourself and to, to just get the work done. And I also think that like um, one of my favorite things about MSN was um, I just like like a lot of people who did the major and it was always fun working on assignments together. So yeah, that part was, you know, kind of missing, like you, you can, you can work virtually with, with your friends, but it's not quite the same, but I think in terms of, um, in terms of like, you know, just, just learning and, and me being able to, um, you know, take, take things away from the classes and, and, and understand the content of the classes. I think it was, it was more or less, um, more or less fine, probably not quite as, as, uh, as good as it would have been being on campus, but more, more or less fine. I, I think it was in, in some ways, I, I think, it had some advantages to be taking classes online because um, you had more flexibility in your schedule and it was easier to take overlapping classes because, um, you know, like the, the recordings for the classes would be posted. Um, so, so, you know, like I, I think it worked out um, more, more or less okay for me. And um, at the, at the outset, I tried to just, you know, adopt the attitude, like, you know, this is not a situation that, that I really have control over, but, you know, like I am, trying to get the most value out of these classes and out of my degree as I can. So, so just try to try to take the best attitude forward with um, the whole situation. And so, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's been, it's been like a, a little bit challenging, but nothing horrible. And I think that um, the staff in the department and the professors have done a really good job of like just adapting to, to the way things are. What advice would you give to a future student, like someone just coming in, starting with MSNE now? I'd say the MSNE curriculum provides like a really great structure to follow like if you know that you're interested in, in you know just some of the MSD topics but you're not sure exactly like which areas you, you you might really want to develop deeper knowledge in and so I was really happy because I think that the first few classes that the MSD wants you to take like um, I'm thinking of classes like Econ 50 the 120 series with like 120 121 and 125 
I'm definitely leaving some out, but like I, I know you have to take like one or six A and B. I thought that those first classes did an excellent job of helping me to figure out where I kind of wanted to get a little bit deeper into. Like taking the 120 series, I, I knew that I, I really wanted to learn more about probability statistics. Um, and taking Econ 50, I knew that like I was very interested in kind of like the, um, the economic side of some issues. And um, that was something I wanted to learn more about. And so I, I think that if, if you know that you want to do MSNE, the entry level classes are, are really great to, um, to, to, to kind of try, try to do early. Um, I think I, I, did, I did them my sophomore year. And I thought that that was really wonderful just because it, it gave me great perspectives on like how I could really leverage like the remaining time at Stanford um, to, to learn exactly what I wanted to learn. Um, so, so yeah, I was really appreciative of, um, of just, just being able to, to take those classes somewhat early and, and be able to, um, to, to have a good idea of what I wanted to do going forward with the degree. I think that there's a lot of classes that count towards MSNE that are not in the, in the department. And I think that those are always worth exploring. Um, like I took, I took a few stats classes that I um, was able to count towards MSNE. I was really happy about that. I think there's a few few like math classes, possibly like a couple econ classes that you can count towards the degree too. I think it's it's a good way to you know meet students from other departments um, if, if that's what you're looking to do, and also um, to get slightly different perspectives on what might be like an actual sim um, a, a similar issue. Like I didn't actually take the class, but I um, have a friend who took the um, the econ I guess financial economics class, and I realized that they. They taught pretty much the same things, but in a different way as um, this investment science class within the MESNI. And it was just interesting to see um, how how different different departments um, or different schools kind of um, presented material. Because I, I realized that um, MSNE presents like the economic material in, in just like a more quantitative way. And and because of that, like I thought I thought to to you know kind of have a more robust idea of, of some things. It was. Um, somewhat worthwhile to to see classes in other departments so um definitely don't rule out taking classes in other departments and going going back to just like the uh the structure of the major itself and and just um going through it in, in the way that like i guess helps you to um move towards your your own goals i think that uh the concentrations do a pretty good job of of helping you to build out a skill set in a specific area i personally think, and you know, I know that a lot of people go on and do graduate studies. I, I sort of wanted to, to just round out my education um, by the end of like um, my, my undergrad years. And I, I kind of thought that I should go a little bit further within a couple of the tracks than was, was actually required of me. And um, I was really happy that I, I kind of had, had the flexibility to do that um, just, just time-wise. And um, I think it's an important thing to, um, to think about somewhat early because um, a lot of the classes that you might really want to take to, I guess, round out your, your skill set in some area um, have, have prereqs. And um, it's good to be aware of those um, so, so that you can you can make sure that you're, you're able to do what you want to do down the road. One other thing I'll say is, um, and may, maybe maybe this is unique to me personally, but um, I know that um, within MSNE, there's like there, there are certain classes that are a little bit more popular than others. And, there, you know, there's some other classes that are I, I think receive a little bit less love. And I knew that like I I, I was very happy with MSD degree and um, and it's obviously like a, a great or I guess any Stanford degree is a great a great thing to have. But I wanted my I wanted my my education and my, my skill set to just be like a little bit unique to myself and that like I I didn't want to to perfectly overlap 
um, in what I did with with many other MSD students. And I'm not sure if that's a concern for for, for other people or or um, I, I don't know if that affects anybody else's thinking. But um, I, I I do remember having that thought um, and that like I just kind of wanted to 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 take my own like unique path through the major. And um, I think I think it's fairly straightforward to do that. And um, a, a lot of my friends who have also done done that and tried to make their MSD experience unique in some way or some aspect are, are really happy with that decision. Like I'm thinking in particular about a friend I have who was doing MSD, but he really wanted to leverage MSD within like the sustainability field. And he was able to um, to kind of tailor the classes he, he took and um, to, to just be well suited towards um, going into going into like the sustainability field. And um, there aren't like many other students in the department who who who, who do that. Um, and I, I think I think it's just kind of like a the cool thing for him and, and that like he he knows he has the skill set and he knows that his is a his degree is just like a little bit different than um than some of the um, some of the other students in the department. And um, yeah, I, I was I was happy that I that I had that chance. And then I guess otherwise, just in, enjoy the rest of what Stanford has to offer. A lot of my friends within MSNE decided that they wanted to um, to take the classes that they did take with the major, and then really, I guess, go all into like certain extracurricular activities. And um, most of them have been like really happy with that. So if if you know the classes are not necessarily what you want, like I I've realized that for many of the things that MSNE students want to do, there's a lot of other ways to. Um, to sort of prepare yourself for, for those things. And so, so I, I would say don't, don't only focus on the classes. There, there's a lot of ways to, um, to, to learn outside of the classroom. You mentioned like the course journey. I'm curious because you came in intending to be a physics major. How quickly did you start shifting and taking more MSNE type classes? And how easy did you find that transition to be in terms of taking all the requirements? Yeah, I... I came in like at the very beginning as a physics major. I think I took two physics classes, which actually counted towards MSD. So I was really happy that those didn't go to waste. And um, a, a couple math classes. And I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, re I realized by, by winter quarter freshman year that it wasn't for me. And um, I think I took like an econ intro sim um, winter quarter freshman year. And um, it was like, okay, I, I, I kind of want to start moving in, in this other direction. Um, I, I knew I didn't really want to do econ, so that, that's, I, I think I knew by, um, by like January, my freshman year that I wanted to do MSNE. And so I was able to, um, to kind of make the, make the switch fairly easily. And um, I, think, I think it was honestly pretty straightforward. So I, um, one thing that I found um, just in my own experience is, is that uh, in, in a sense, the classes almost seem to get easier as you fulfill more and more base requirements. I thought that after I, I took certain courses like um, like Math 51, CX, like CME 103, I think that this is this is now like Engineering 103 or, or something like that. And and once I learned some of like the foundational principles behind the other classes, the other classes started to become like much easier. So um, the classes I took freshman year certainly weren't like super difficult, but I, I don't know if I took any MSD classes freshman year. I think I, I may have just been doing some of the requirements, like the physics requirement, the math requirement, um, they they have the, uh, the like the the CS requirements. So I did one or two A and B, which um which I was really happy with. And then sophomore year, I, I started to really I guess try to cross things off the um like the, the the major requirement list. And I'd honestly say that sophomore year was probably my my hardest year at Stanford, um just because of this thing that I was talking about. And that I think the foundational classes tend to just have like the most um the most difficulty because it's it's like the most new stuff where 
at this point when I like I'm in um I'm in MSNE 245B this quarter and um this this other class called MSNE 48 um 448 and a lot of the stuff we're talking about are just like reformulations of things that I learned a while ago and so they're just much easier to to, to pick up and to use whereas sophomore year was a bit more of like a I've never like heard of like what a Lagrangian is or like I've never heard of like this idea within statistics like and then you, you spend a lot of time just like getting familiarized with the idea itself. Whereas I think that as I've gone through um, the classes, it, it become more about like using the ideas developed in the, in like the foundational level classes. Yeah. So I think the transition was, it ramped up after, after freshman year and then kind of plateaued. And, and I think if anything um, kind of, kind of like fell a little bit, although the material was still engaging, it just wasn't quite as, um, time consuming because I had already been exposed to a lot of the, the concepts. What do you imagine you'll miss most about Stanford in the Bay Area? Definitely the sunshine, definitely the sunshine. Um, I'm, I'm actually, well, this, this, is more, this is more so a hope than a plan, but I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to be able to spend the winters in a place that's not New York. Like maybe maybe come out here, see, see if I can work, work on cases in this area or um, Again, I said it's more of a hope than a plan, but um, also, also my, I, I hear Miami's beautiful during the winter. So yeah, I, I think that, uh, well, I've, I've grown up here. I've lived, I've lived um, in the Bay Area like my entire life. And so the, uh, the transition to colder weather might be, uh, might be pretty different. Um, and hopefully I can handle that well, but definitely a little nervous. And, but then other things, um, I'm trying to think of things that are more specific to, to Stanford itself. Stanford, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like so many things are, like so, so, so many, so many opportunities are just thrown at you constantly. Um, like you're, you're almost uh, overwhelmed by different things going on on campus. Um, it's really hard to be bored, and um, you don't really need to do a whole lot of planning. Just because, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not talking about planning in, in the academic sense. I'm talking about planning in terms of just like, uh, like hanging out outside of class and and uh, and and just social life and, and stuff. You don't have to do a lot of planning just because there, there's just so much stuff going on, and and you have your choice of stuff to um to pick from. And I thought that, that was like a, a really, really great thing to to have in college. And I mean, I I hope hope that I, I have that just just living in the city and, and developing it like um, a network of friends in the city. But it's definitely different. Like it's at Stanford. I think the thing that people always mention is it's one of the only times in your life where um, you're just going to be living in like super close proximity to all your friends. Um, I'm thinking like living in a dorm or living in like a row house or something like that. You can just like walk down down the hallway and, and see all your best friends. And that's uh, um, a super valuable thing, which, you know, like I'm excited for, for life after college, but I, I acknowledge that like that particular aspect, I'll probably never really get it again, like with, with, pe- with people being spread out. Like I, I now have friends who are, you know, a lot of staying in the Bay Area, um, some are coming to New York, um, some, some are like, I have a few friends who are like even moving to London and a couple, a couple going to Denver, um, actually a few going to Seattle. And so, um, you know, like I'm excited for everybody. Like I think that everybody will have like a, a great, uh, you know, first couple of years out of college. But it is kind of um, just just different acknowledging that like like what might have been your friend group where you were just always together and it was always easy to um, to to get everybody together and go do something. Now now people are spread out and now people have different things going on. And then I, I think one one other thing is is uh you know when you're in college all your all your vacations are coordinated with, with your friends vacations and so coming out of college i think it, it's uh it's going to to, to be a, a bit more deliberate to um to do things with friends and make sure that you're hanging out and um and that sort of thing and um then the last thing i'll mention at stanford it's just so easy to like learn about really anything that you want 
I thought that the uh, that policy they have where you can just enroll in any class um, was just unbelievable. And it's I, I'm going to, to miss just that dynamic of being able to to just just be in a class, absorb new material, and just get into a new topic. Because that that's obviously like a super easy thing to do at Stanford um, to the point where you don't even think about it always. But um, it's uh, de definitely valuable. And so um, I'll see if I can replicate that in some ways, but I, I doubt that it will get as close to, um, or sorry, I, I doubt that it will get close to, to what Stanford's actually able to do for their students. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Well, one thing that I, I thought about mentioning is um, I think that if you can get experience interning somewhere that allows you to, to use some of what you've learned from MSNE um, while you still have more of the degree left, a lot of the classes will start to feel more useful to you because you'll you'll see that they have really tangible applications and that um, many different like professional settings could leverage that. Um, like for instance, like I, I had a friend who worked at, um, he worked at a startup that was actually focused on developing some sort of cryptocurrency technology. And um, he, he, he came out of, out of the experience and he was like, wow, like I never thought that this thing that I, I learned in this MSD class would, would ever help me, but like um, it, it ended up being pretty valuable. Um, so I think that if you if you have the chance to do that, you, I think most most people get get internships after their after their junior year. Um, but if you have uh, have a chance to do that after your your sophomore year, and it's, uh, obviously do do, do something do something that you enjoy. Like don't do do anything that you don't enjoy. But um, I think if, if 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 you go through that, the the material might just seem more um, like more more real world oriented to you, and, and that you know that it's not just a professor talking about it. It, it can affect actual decisions which affect people's lives and um, have, have all sorts of other consequences. So, 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 so yeah, that, that's, that's the last thing I would mention.